Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com. One thing I want to start with, so this is going to be, I do have a sermon ready, but there's just a thought, just something that God's been giving to me that I wanted to give you as kind of an appetizer to the actual sermon. Um, I struggled with this a little bit because I wasn't sure if it was okay for me to speak on something that didn't actually happen. Uh, I was inspired by Iron Man and by one of the movies. Yes, thank you. Thank you. At least two of us were inspired by Iron Man. Um, Probably in different ways, but that's all right. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) I love you. You know I love you. Um, But no, something that happened in in Iron Man, and I'm like, this didn't happen in real life, so can I really draw from this and speak about it? And then yesterday, uh, I saw Chris Volatin quote Rocky Balboa, so I'm good. That, that, was, that was enough for me. I'm like, if, if Chris Valentin can quote, quote Rocky, then uh, I can use Iron Man. So what happened in Iron Man, um, Tony is in there and he's at a crossroad in his life and he's watching the video of his dad, the, the video that his dad made, I don't know, I think it was back in the 70s or whatever, and you know, his father's obviously passed. And he's watching this video, and he's trying to figure out this issue that he's having. He said, here's the answer. His dad is saying, here's the answer. He gave it to him years and years ago. The video cuts out, and then when it comes back in, he's addressing Tony directly. He says, Tony, I made this for you. All of this is for you. I've done all of this for you. I'm limited by the technology of my time. But one day, you're going to be able to figure out the problem. You're going to be able to have all the answers, the technology, everything you need to solve your issue. And that spoke to me so much of what we need to be doing in the church as far as, I mean, so Tony's dad set a foundation. He set a foundation for his son to finish well. And there's so many times... I feel that what I've seen, and maybe your uh, experience has been different, but especially in the body, you know, there's times when God's calling you to do something, and it might not be for you to finish. And that sounds a little weird, because why, you know, why would I, why would I start eating a pizza if I'm not going to finish it? Why would I start watching a movie if I'm not? You start things to finish them. But in the kingdom, God, he's He's smart. He knows. He knows what. He knows what you have the ability to do. He knows what even the time that you're in has the ability to do. He knows that there might be a learning experience, something that the next generation needs that they're not going to have the time to do the legwork that you did. He knows that you bringing it to completion might leave out an experience for a whole generation. Don't rob somebody of what God has for them just because you have to finish this. You have to hold on so tight so 
so you can feel accomplished. You should already feel accomplished in the finished work of what he did for you, so it doesn't matter what you have to do now. You can bring it and lay it at the feet of the next, of the next person. It doesn't have to be the next generation. It just might not be for you. We, we've, hold, we've held on so tight to these things that God has, has asked us to start. And all I'm saying now, there is definitely seasons, and there is things that I do believe, yes, God has called you to do, and God's called you to finish. But if we truly are going to do what the Father is doing, say what the Father is saying, we have to constantly be listening and know, okay, I only need to take this this far before I hand off the baton. Now, you know what? You might have the ability to take it all the way. You might have the means, the resources, and the knowledge to finish it. Doesn't mean that you should. Jesus had the ability to do everything. He could do anything that the Father did. He could have fixed any problem, healed every single person he walked past, but he didn't. He did simply what the Father was doing. And there was times where he even talked to the disciples, knowing the answer already. How are we going to feed all these people? Man, I'm jumping way ahead of my stuff. Sorry. How are we going to feed all these people? He already knew what he was going to do. He was testing them. He wanted to know, I want to give you this opportunity. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to finish well? So, All I want to say, I, what I really want you to hear on that is just the next time God asks you to start something. Maybe the next time God just asks you to pick up the baton from somebody, from a ministry, from something. Just ask, how far am I supposed to take this? I think that's a question that we don't ask enough. How far am I actually supposed to take this? Maybe you took it too soon and you're robbing somebody from going a little further in that journey. Maybe you're handing it off too soon and now you're putting more on somebody than what they really know what to do with. The timing is so precise. Foundation. We're laying foundation. We're laying foundation. All right, well, that was the appetizer. So now, hear my heart on this next part that I'm going to say. Know that I do love each and every one of you, even if I don't know you. That's fine. I got love for you. This next part is a little out of my comfort zone, uh, but I really feel like this is a word. Actually, me and, uh, and Sandy were talking about a week ago. And I had a whole nother sermon ready, and something that she said just spoke so much to me. I, I had to stop her in the middle of it, and I asked her, I said, where'd you hear this from? Was this from Kayla? Was this something online? Or was this just off the dome? Was this you? And, she, and Sandy took her a minute to kind of rewind, like, where did I say that? What did I say? And you know, she fluttered back to me. And then she said, nope, that's, that, that, that was just me. This is a season that I've been in. And I said, that's what I need to speak on. So thank you, Sandy, so much for sitting with me. And she's been so instrumental and so encouraging in my life. I don't know how many Wednesdays. And also, thank you to my G220 peeps sitting up front. Thank you guys so much. 
they know, they hear it. Uh, quite, there's been so many Wednesdays that I have felt inadequate, not ready, just I don't even know what I'm going to do or if, they're, if anybody's going to listen to me again. And Sandy's always there encouraging me and helping me and then rejoicing with me afterwards when it's you know, gone good. And so I really do appreciate you, Sandy. Thank you so much. So right now, it's hidden versus hiding. Are you hidden or are you hiding? Jesus versus Jonah. Jonah chapter 1, uh, verse 1 through 3 in the ESV says, uh, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it. For their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish. I don't like saying that word, to Tarshish. From the presence of the Lord, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish. (laughs) Away from the presence of the Lord. Jonah was hiding. Uh, Presence, I looked it up, uh, that word presence in the Hebrew is uh, ponim. And it means face. He ran from the face of God. God gave him an assignment, and he split. He took it. He said, I don't want this. I can't imagine what he was going through. Thinking, you know, I can't do this. I'm not ready to do this. I'm not good enough to do this. Whatever it was, he took off. How many here? Now, remember. I love y'all. I really do. Let's hear my heart on this. How many of you are hiding from the face of God right now? How many of you has God given direction and you've gone the other way? He said, sorry, I can't do this. Sorry, I'm not good enough. Sorry, I'm not qualified. How many of you are hiding? He is presenting his face to you. He's trying to be as real as he can. He's not going to give you something you can't handle. He knew full and well that Jonah was capable of doing what he asked him to do. That would be a mean father to say, do this so I can watch you fail. Do this so when you fall, I can pick you up and get the glory. He is a good father. Period. There's, there's no extra on there. He is a good father. Jonah got scared. I believe there's some people here, I've been in this boat myself, that you've gotten scared when God has presented you with something because it seems big. He's going to deliver some bad news. I kind of feel like that's what I'm doing this morning. But the heart behind it really was because God loved them, because God loved John. He's like, I need you to do this for me. We know what happened to Jonah. He ends up going to, trying to go to Tarshish. Seas are raging, this and that. They throw him over, and God calls a whale. And now, 
I did. I asked Caleb. I, I texted him. I was standing here, and it was about 9 o'clock last night, and I'm reading through this, and I'm trying to process it through my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this one of those, like, real deep things that I'm not getting here? Like, was he really swallowed by a whale? Because I've seen things, I've seen people trying to discredit this story and say how it's not possible for you to survive in the belly of a whale. He was there three days and three nights. And so I was like, all right, Caleb is probably the smartest guy I know. So, brownie points, good? All right. And I asked him, I said, Am I missing something? I mean, did he really get swallowed? And I did put, I'm asking for a friend. Uh, And he just puts, yes, LOL. And so that made me think, like, okay, he really went in there. You cannot, you cannot survive in the belly of a whale. The acids, the everything, like, it, it, you will be destroyed. So I feel like God was giving me this picture and what I wanted to give you of, Even in running, even when Jonah was operating out of fear, just know, if that's you, if you feel that you are in that place where God has has given you a direction, given you a call, and you're running from it, he's still going to take care of you because he's still a good father. He protected Jonah in the belly. Now, some say, you know, Did he die? Was he resurrected? Was it like a cocoon thing? I don't know. But I know that God protected him. God will protect you sometimes in your foolishness. Why? Because he's not an angry God. He is not a hateful God. He really is a good father. Even when my kids are doing stuff that I don't want them to do, I don't necessarily punish them more. No, stop that. Do, do the right thing. Do what I've asked you to do because I know what the reward is on the other side of it. I know that I really have good intentions for you. That's how he's coming at you right now. He really has good intentions for you. I, there's some of you that are sitting here right now that think that God has been mean for asking you to do the thing that he's asked you to do because you can't do it. Because your life won't allow you to do it. Because your finances won't allow you to do it. Your lack of knowledge, lack of ability won't allow you to do it. That's crap. He will not ask you to do something that you are not able to do. And you need to shift your mindset from why are you being so mean to me to thank you for believing in me so much. Thank you for trusting me with this. I'm going to be honest with you. I, every time I'm in here, I'm not, not trying to speak good of myself, but when I come, I was here late last night. I was setting up the chairs, cleaning the bathrooms, doing all these things. And every once in a while, I'm not going to lie, I'm like, why am I doing this? I am the freaking janitor at this church right now. <laughs> and you know what? I, I tell them, thank you, God. You have given me the ability to be able to do this and still be able to preach and still come on Wednesdays and lead the youth, to lead First Fridays, to lead my family. 
He's given me the ability to do these things, and sometimes I just have to tell him, even though it seems like, why would you put all this on me? I'd say, thank you. Thank you for trusting me. And if you trust me this much, then I'm going to rise to that occasion. God has trusted you. He's trusted you with something because he knows you have the ability to rise to that occasion. He knows what is in you. He just needs you to get there. I really, you need to make it easy on yourself because Jonah, we know he was in the belly. Now, if he was conscious, I'd like to role play that a little bit. If he was conscious, if he was in there and he was in this protective bubble, I mean, it, there's only two ways out of a whale. <laughs> I'm going to go back out the way I came or I'm going the other way. How long do you want to sit in the belly of a whale? How long do you want to sit in this season of I can't? How long do you want to sit in this season of I won't? There's some of you that's not even I can't. It's just I'm not doing that. You, you're telling God that he's wrong. You missed it. That's not me. Get out of that belly. Make it easier. And, and the worst part is what happens when that belly gets comfortable? What happens when you just get used to the smell? You just get used to that feeling. I know you feel it. If I'm talking to you this morning and you've been one of those ones that is hiding, you know that feeling because you are called by God. Every single person, I don't need to know your story. I don't need to know your history. I know the cross. I know what it did for you, and I know that you are called. I know that you are called by God. So if you are operating in any other way, any other fashion, I know that feeling because I've been there. I've ran. I've, I would hide. I literally moved to Florida with a promise to God that I would not touch a stage. I would not play in worship. I didn't want to get to know anybody. I want nothing to do with ministry. I was going to be here two years and then bounce, go back home. That was nine years ago. And here we are. <laughs> Don't get comfortable in that belly. Don't get comfortable in that belly. And I, I said this in the first gathering, y'all. The resting place. This is a safe place. This really is a safe place. That if you feel that call, if you feel something on your life, you feel like you need to be moving in a different direction, we, we have systems in place. And you know what? Some of those systems might not feel comfortable. And it might, you might think, oh, this is another belly. No, no. This is to help you. This is to empower you. This is to make sure that we do our absolute best job at helping you be the best that you can, that you can run as far as you want. We want to be that foundation for you. Some of you are coming here 
I love you. I love you. Please hear my heart on this. Some of y'all are trying to hide in plain sight here at the resting place. You're coming to church, and it might not be just be the resting place, but I'm using us because, well, this is my home. But you're coming to this amazing worship, to the word that's getting, you know, preached every week, the community, the, everything that's happening here. And you just come in, come out. Come in, come out. It can be easy to hide in plain sight when there's so much amazing things going on around you. You know, I am not a great basketball player. I try to play. But if I got really good guys on my team, I can just keep running back and forth and not really ever have to touch the ball and kind of let them do all the work. And then every once in a while, I'll just touch it and say, look, look what I got, and then give it back. And some people would call me a basketball player. It's time to participate in the game. It's time to contribute. Not because we need your help, because the kingdom needs you to do your part. The kingdom, you need to fulfill the call that God has put on your life. You are not, hear me, you are not a waste of time. You are not a waste of space. You are not here just to watch everyone else fulfill their destiny. But if you keep hiding in plain sight, that belly's going to get real warm. But I promise you, you keep trying to hide here, I'm pulling you out one end or the other. It's your choice. This team here, you get that little surgical glove and slap that thing on. I'm pulling you out one way or another. Because I care that much about you. We care that much about you that I don't want you to sit in that belly any longer. All right, that was Jonah. Jesus. Lugar de Raposo. John 6, 15 in the Passion Translation. So Jesus, knowing that they were about to take him and make him their king by force, quickly left and went up the mountain alone. Jesus was hidden. He was not hiding. See, the difference between Jesus and Jonah, fear caused Jonah to run. Wisdom and patience caused Jesus to be hidden, to go up the mountain. Jesus literally was hidden because of how awesome he was. He had just got done feeding the 5,000. He had just got done going through with healings. He was running because wisdom told him, this is not my time. Just because he had the ability to do it. Could he have solved all their problems? Absolutely. Could he have been their king? Absolutely. 
But he only did what the Father does. He only says what the Father says. And at that time, it was not his time to accomplish that. They wanted to by force. I want you guys to be running so hard because of how awesome you are. I want you to have so many opportunities, so many kingdom opportunities, that you have to come to us, not because I have to pull you out the belly of a whale, but because I have to protect you and say, no, maybe you should take a step back a little bit. Maybe we need to weigh out the options of how many of these amazing things that you need to run after right now. I would much rather go the Jesus route than the Jonah route. I would much rather be hidden for a purpose rather than hiding from my call. Somebody uh, told me in between the gatherings, now here's a little bit of the tricky part of that. Sometimes being hidden can turn into hiding. Sometimes you find yourself in a really good place and you're waiting. You say, I'm, 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 I'm hidden right now. I'm waiting for that time. And then maybe some life happens. Maybe some hurt happens. Maybe then all of a sudden you get to that time when it's, it's, you're ready to be used by God and it becomes so big. They say, you know what? Being hidden was a little bit more comfortable than this. That's a little bit bigger than what I thought God was going to ask me to do. So now what started out as being hidden through wisdom, through patience, has turned into hiding with fear. That's something that that is between you and God. You have to find out when is this season done of being hidden and when has it turned into hiding. Because I see a lot of amazing people. I see a lot of them in this room right now. Amazing, amazing people that have used a past circumstance to block their future. Their circumstance is dictating what is happening now. Don't let these past hurts, these past pains, these past fears. You are giants. You are giants. Don't ever think anything less of yourself. And if you do happen to think less of yourself, call somebody that will tell you who you really are. If you don't have anybody that you can call, get new friends. Get new people around you. Because then all you're going to do is sit there and tell each other how small you are. That's a terrible, that, I mean, now you've got a whole group in the belly. It is not a club in there. Do not go. Do not pay the entrance fee. No more running. No more hiding. No more. Right now. Father God. I pray right now, dear Heavenly Father God, that every single person, everyone that has been running, everyone that has been hiding from you, God, 
hiding from their call, hiding from their purpose, hiding from their true destiny. I pray right now to Heavenly Father that the boldness would stand up inside of them. That you would stand up inside of them so tall, Father God, that they would no longer be hunched over. They would no longer be crawling through life, Father God. It is time to come out of hiding. It is time to let go of fear. You know what? This is a safe place. TRP, this is a safe zone. I'm okay with you messing up. Just because you're now starting this, do you know how many times I have messed up since we started TRP? I've referenced sticking my hand into a whale's rear end just a little bit ago. That's not in my notes. I'm okay with having to help you. I'm okay with being a foundation for you if it means you are really trying. If it means you are not using me or TRP as a place to hide in plain sight, but you are really saying, no, I am going to walk. I am, I'm going to stop crawling. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to be exactly who God has called me to be. No more hiding. No more hiding. Father God, I thank you right now that in this place, nothing hidden. No more hiding. No more fear. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com.